Hey, what's up? I'm Ofosu Jones-Corte. And I'm Leia Santa Cruz. We're the meditation coaches on balance. And this is our weekly show, Well Balanced. Ofosu, I wanted to start off by sharing a moment I recorded the other day where I was a bit overwhelmed. I think maybe you'll be able to relate. So I'll play it. And then after we discuss, I have someone here who can maybe help us answer any questions. Well, I'm sorry you were feeling overwhelmed. It's a feeling that I'm familiar with. So big hugs to you, but um, hopefully you're feeling better. And yeah. let's take a listen and then let's have a conversation. I was just scrolling through some news apps and reading about what's happening in the world. And I have to say, even though some of it was positive, I do see an overwhelming amount of negative stories or sort of scary stories like a kidnapping or droughts, people suffering around the world. And I just realized that within me, there is this feeling of dread that I didn't feel before I started looking at the news. And not out of ignorance necessarily, but I felt like, you know, I was just focused on my day and what's right immediately in front of me in my world. And now I'm thinking about this bigger picture, but also in a negative light of like, oh, I'm living in a scary place, a scary world, and I need to be on guard. Yeah. So perhaps you and many, I mean, many people can relate to this. Yeah, definitely. Probably just like a couple years ago, I had just stopped consuming any news media whatsoever because it was all just too much. Mm -hmm. I think I considered myself like a bit of a public radio or just news junkie in general. Like I constantly checking on news updates, like used to be like that. But in recent times, I've had a much more touch and go relationship with consuming media only because... Yeah, it does feel overwhelming. There are sometimes feelings of helplessness slash hopelessness, sometimes like anger that I don't know what to do with. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've all got our own individual lives with its own dramas, mm -hmm. you know, to expand it out to the macro drama of everything that's happening outside is, you know, sometimes it's too much. I definitely get it. Yeah, I feel like I used to be a lot more addicted to the news and just even swiping through and reading headlines. And then I removed everything from my phone, all the news apps and just took a break yeah. from seeing it bombarding me. And kind of plugging back in here and there and checking out what's going on. But I noticed now that I took that break, I don't know if I always felt this way, but I really could notice how much it affects me now. So it even seems more overwhelming now when I do see that kind of scary or negative news than it did before. Maybe I was more numbed to it before. You know how have you ever gone on an elimination diet and <laughs> you're trying to figure out what your food intolerances are and like you're yeah. like, you know, maybe I'm just going to see, I'm not going to eat gluten for a couple of weeks and see how I feel. Yeah. And then you feel pretty good after a while. You're like, I'm just going to try it. <laughs> and then you eat that bread and you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know how much this hurt. Was I always feeling this way before or am I just <laughs> noticing it more now? Yeah. What do we do with an environment like that? That seems as though it's increasingly becoming more intense. Yeah. You know, I don't know that we've adapted as a species to be able to handle all that we are seeing and being bombarded with on a day-to-day -day basis. I think we were evolved or we have the brain capacity to handle what's happening in my village, in my yeah, tribe, and yeah. I like 150 people around me. And that's the basis of 
what my capacity is to handle. You know, is there a tsunami coming to my hometown that I need to be aware of? Then I can handle that. But can I handle knowing about what's happening across the world in every different facet all at once and still manage my own family life and threats? So what do we, you know, what do we do to balance that and still be aware of what's happening in the world so we don't have our heads under a rock? Yeah, exactly. I would be definitely eager to hear some strategies or some concrete techniques to being able to absorb media without like losing your mind. (laughs) Absolutely. So today I brought an expert at handling the stresses of the news. Thank God. Uh, (laughs) Wajahat Ali to the rescue. He's a writer whose work has been published by the New York Times, The Atlantic, and The Washington Post, among lots of other publications. And I want to ask how he stays centered while keeping tabs on current events. And I know he'll have some good tips for all of us. Hey, Wajahat. Welcome to our show. It's wonderful to have you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, You know, it's one of those situations where it's part of my job to... uh, if you will, uh, absorb the blitzkrieg of atrocious, terrible, no good information every day. Mm. Yeah. And I also have a wife and I also have three kids and I also want to live a healthy, joyful life. And so <laughs> for me, like I've had to develop, you know, especially like my job, I used to be a co-host of Al Jazeera America's a stream where you're like always connected to the internet and you're trying to bring in the social media community to a live show and you have to be on top of everything. And then now yeah. you know, it's writing columns and articles. So you always have to know what's happening, right? So I can't afford a day off. I I wanted to ask you about that, actually. So you write about all these current topics and world events like Islamophobia and modern parenthood and the presidency. And I know I just get overwhelmed just as a consumer of the news, but you actually write about everything that's happening and you spend lots of time researching it. Are there moments where you've been overwhelmed? I've kind of been forced to learn to have a healthy work-life balance because a couple of years ago when I was at Al Jazeera America, I remember my son was like one And I was a good father, but I wasn't the best father Mm. because I just wasn't as present, if that makes sense. And my mind was a bit scattered and I was kind of like spastic. Like if you just looked at me, if you could see me right now, it's just like moving left and right. Like, you know, checking out your phone, twitching. Mm. It was a daily live show. So every day live, 7 p.m., brand new topic. So you have to spend the whole day prepping. My job specifically as co-host was I was connected to an online community watching the show live. Suppose you're a guest on uh, the show, right? So you're sitting right in front of me. So I have to listen to you, listen to the producer in my ear, then be on the computer screen while the show is happening, listening to the social media community, then bring in the social media community at the right point to keep the show going. Say, oh, by the way, on Twitter, someone asked this question. Oh, by the way, this is how our online community is asking this question. So while prepping the show, I had to prep the social media community and then doing the show, I had to listen to my producer, my host, the live guest and the social media community online bring that all together and do this 24 seven. So you can imagine what that did to me for the two years I did that show. You can imagine what that does to your brain, what it does to your uh, sense of like stability and balance. You're always spastic, always moving, doing three things at once. Yeah, I was able to pull it off, but it did have negative consequences, which as a father in particular, I see that the first six to eight months of my kid's life, I wasn't as good of a dad because I wasn't as mentally present. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. And I realized it's not sustainable. And so what I did is I will take it in pieces and I will absorb it in pieces. And then I will also invest time in disconnecting. Disconnecting doesn't mean you're not aware. You're not informed. You're like, I'm going to live in the moment. My smartphone's off. I'm going to look at my kids in the eye. I'm going to go have joy. 
and make peace with the realization that we're living in a time in human history that human beings are bulldozed with the most amount of information that we've ever had in our entire existence. Yeah. We have no idea how we're going to come out of this, yeah. right? This is not normal to be blitzkrieg with this much information. So we're not going to know everything. We're not going to see every Netflix show. We're not going to see every TikTok. <laughs> but is there enough that you know that keeps you informed and keeps you leveled? And that's my threshold. Yeah. You've touched on the question that I had, which is about how to navigate all of this. I would love to like boil those three things that you mentioned mm. down into little bites that I personally want to walk away with. Mm. I didn't even realize I gave you three. <laughs> so the first is if you have made a decision to be an aware and informed person in this world, and I believe most of your listeners who listen to this podcast have that desire, you have to make peace with the fact that you won't know everything. Hopefully we have enough time to do everything we need to do, but we won't have all the time to do everything. Yeah. Similarly with the news, you can't listen to every podcast, you can't watch every TV show, and you can't be addicted to your phone 24-7 unless you want to be completely alone <laughs> and have no relationship. So take it in doses, chunks. So what I do as a father of three is I wake up, I get my first chunk, and then fast forward a couple hours, midday, I take my second chunk, and then late at night after my kids sleep, my third chunk. Okay. And doing that over a course of 24 hours, I feel like I get a nice wave of information. Number two Really be judicious about what you really enjoy and listen to that. And the third thing I would say, make time and make a practice to be joyful. Because I think we have unlearned how to be joyful. We have unlearned how to play. We have unlearned how to relax. And in this day and age, based on the type of extremities that I've talked about, right? The go, 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 the blitzkrieg, the chaos, your fight flight system takes over and your body says, oh, I'm prepared. I have to just be in the zone all the time. Right. Yeah. But instead I feel like you make peace with that and you relearn like a workout almost, mm. you know, people say meditation, mindfulness, spirituality, just doesn't happen. You just don't sit there and go, Oh, now I'm mindful. <laughs> it's like stretching a muscle. It takes a little bit of time. Mm. What gives you joy? What gives you hope? What gives you relaxation and invest the time to do that because it clears up the mind that allows you to process the rest. And that's what I do with my job, because if I didn't do that, I would be mired in chaos and stress. I have to say, I completely agree that you should bring your attention to those things you enjoy and that bring you joy. And this is, you're speaking our language right there. Yeah. Ofosu and I and the balance team, you know, we have infused a lot of this into the meditations that we offer on the app. So Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. It's been really interesting to hear from a journalist about these topics that might be a little bit edgier and to hear how you've coped with it, knowing that this is what you live and breathe every day. So yeah. thank you for your time and for being here with us. Which yeah. Thanks for having me on. I know it's I know it's strange for people to be like, well, I see you on TV and it seems I see your Twitter profile and it seems like you're like your life is chaos. Yeah. I think having that mind, body, soul balance is key to doing the job well mm. and just to living your life, especially in this time and age. So I, I appreciate you inviting me to talk about how this exhausted dad tries to make peace with the chaos of the news and process at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. I really appreciated listening to that perspective from someone who delivers the news and yeah. hearing how it affects him. And it's not a perspective that we often think about. Like, how does this affect the people who are actually giving this to us? So, yep. And they're real people with real lives and real fears and responsibilities. This is affecting them as well. Yeah. So I, I think for me, what I connect with is like, 
it's all still a practice. Like if we want to have well-balanced and joyful lives and not feel overwhelmed, then we can't just leave it up to our own devices, like Mm -hmm. pun intended. You know, we actually have to actively put our phones down and make it a practice to consume in small doses, make it a mental habit to seek out joy. Yeah. And that came straight from the horse's mouth. That's what he does. And I think that's something that isn't, it's sort of intuitive, but it's easily forgotten to bring our attention to what we love. Easily. And enjoy. Yeah. Do we actually enjoy what we're mostly reading and consuming? I've taken Twitter off of my phone and I itch every day for that fix of like the constantly updating trending. But I also would notice how miserable it would actually make me to engage with it. Mm -hmm. So every time I want to go turn it back on, I remind myself like, this doesn't make you happy, honestly. Yeah, I mean, urges and addictions don't actually always translate into pleasure and enjoyment, interestingly enough. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. And thanks to Wajaha Ali. If you want to read his work, you can go to his site, wajali.com. That's W-A-J-A-L-I.com. And keep an eye out for his book, Go Back to Where You Came From, which will be available starting January 25th. I cannot wait to read that, actually. And I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Wajahat. And thank you, listener. And hey, as always, if you like what we are doing here, Please tell your friends. And make sure to follow our podcast to get notified when a new episode is added. We're going to be back here next week on MLK Day, and we're going to be talking about the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s impact on us. So please join us for that. It's going to be a powerful show. Absolutely. Remember to be kind to yourself, and uh, and we'll see you later. Ciao.